Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of The Sweet Advice. Today's episode is brought to you by On The Gas Promotions. That's O-N-D-G-A-S. If you guys haven't checked them out yet, you really need to guys. They have uh, some of the largest street truck racing events in the nation. If you guys are into cars, if you're into trucks, if you're into anything automotive, if you're into racing, you really need to go check them out. Uh, down in Houston, Texas, they're doing everything they do is really big. Uh, all of their events, um, you see thousands upon thousands of people that go out there. Uh, they have a lot of merchandise out there for you to buy. The really awesome shirts that they have, caps, decals, keychains, posters, all kinds of stuff. So you really need to check them out. And we really thank them for being our sponsor. Uh, today's episode, we had our good friend uh, Raymond Rodriguez, aka Ray Rod. I told him to change his name, but uh, he hasn't listened to me, so we'll keep making fun of him. Just playing Ray. Um, but uh, we uh, had a lot to discuss, and um, we basically recapped uh, a lot of boxing that we um, witnessed personally uh, on TV, all kinds of events that were going on. And uh, we recapped a lot of great, great fights that happened in the last uh, three, four months, uh, two to three months. And uh, we also talked to 2018 World Cup. And, uh, you know, because the World Cup is a great event. And we explained a lot of stuff about uh, what the World Cup is, why it's so awesome, why it's so big, why the world pays attention. Uh, and we broke down a little bit of, uh, you know, some, some teams, some analysis, uh, the betting favorites and, you know, who who we thought will win. Uh, we talked a lot about um, Brazil, Germany, uh, and obviously Mexico. And uh, so it was a great episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sweet Advice Podcast. We have uh, our good friend Raymond Rodriguez again. So we're going to be talking some boxing and some World Cup, 2018 World Cup. Uh, for those of you who don't like soccer, I don't give a shit. Uh, you kiss my ass, but we're going to be talking a lot about soccer because the World Cup is here, and it's only every four years. And we're going to talk about why the World Cup is uh, the greatest tournament in sports uh, anywhere in sports. Uh, so first, we're going to talk about um, a little bit about boxing, and uh, because there's a lot of boxing matches that we we've actually been to and that we covered, but we haven't uh, discussed it, right, Raymond? Yeah, right, right. Uh, so first of all, we're going to go back to uh, talk about the PBC fight. PBC is. Um, uh, Premier Boxing Championships, and um, we actually went to go see Josecito Lopez versus Miguel Cruz, and um, what did you think about that fight, Raymond? Um, I thought it was a good fight. Um, early on, I, I thought uh, Josecito was dominating the fight, um, but as the fight carried on, I kind of thought Cruz was coming on, but every time he would come on, it's like Josecito would just step on the gas, man, and kind of like settle him down, but it, it was like... He would fight in spurts, Cruz. He was he was fighting really good, but it was only in spurts. But like I said, like down the the stretch of the fight, I did see him um, like kind of start taking over a little bit. And I don't know if it's because of Josecito 
um, Josecito's uh, age, man, and, and the wars he's been in. But right, right. But he did good. He did good. Josecito came to fight. You could tell from the beginning he was using his jab very well. And, um, I mean, he, he did good, but he did start to fade a little bit towards the end of the fight. Yeah, and, uh, and I actually, because I, I, I ended up getting media credentials, remember? You were standing oh, yeah, right, right next to me. Yeah. So uh, thank you to PBC for hooking me up with media credentials at the Don Haskins here in El Paso. It's, it's like a different experience when you get to be on the floor to actually watch, watch the match. I mean, you can hear the punches. You can feel it like the thumps when, when somebody's getting hit to the ribs, to the chin, and you can see the sweat flying off. And uh, being ringside was was pretty awesome. So you could hear the coaches. Yeah, yeah, you can you can hear like, Robert Garcia yeah, telling them, jab, jab, or, uh, yeah. and in Spanish, English, yeah. all all the stuff going on, um, the cut men, you know, giving instructions and all that stuff. That's is really awesome. When you're in the stands, you know, it's just more cheering and yeah, and all that stuff. And then like, um, I don't know if I told you, but I mean, the reason I was next to you was because they couldn't find me a seat. Yeah. So, <laughs> So yeah, they, so PB, I don't know what they did, but they oversold maybe the seats or something, and then they had to find a place. Yeah. Because the the table that I was sitting on, uh, the media table, they ended up putting a family right next to me. Yeah, I was like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, like, because when I went, you were like on your computer, and then yeah. there was like families. <laughs> but I ended up talking to the guy. He was really cool, and um, his he's trying to get his kid to become a boxer. Oh wow! So. He says he knew this guy uh, Terry Green, who's a coach, and I was trying to get him on the podcast. So I need to I need to hit that, that guy up uh, to see what's going on with that. So uh, Josecito Lopez ends up winning, um, and he looked good. I mean, he looked good compared to uh, his previous fights. He looked strong. He looked uh, fast. But yeah, towards the end, he started um, kind of fading. And I actually asked him about that. You know, like. How did you feel uh, Miguel Cruz's youth, his his um, age on you? And, of course, like uh, boxers always say, like, oh, you know, it, it was nothing, man. You know, I felt, I felt great and this and that. But we could all see it. You know, Lopez, he's been through a lot of wars. He's fought Canelo. He's fought um, Victor, Victor well, he Ortiz. Broke Victor well, he, he broke his jaw, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, after, after so many years – your your body just starts just breaking down and and it's just not good for a boxer you know once you start getting into your 30s mid 30s because what he's, he's 33 i think Something 34 like and uh yeah it's it's only a matter of time before but you know what i thought he looked pretty fresh yeah, he, looked good. he looked he looked fresh. good because he hadn't fought like in a while right right like i think his body like, yeah recuperated he, yeah he he had a, a nice little break there and i think he looked pretty fresh but towards the end of the fight that's when he started kind of Fading off, but he looked good. I, I felt he won the fight, and I thought it was a, a fair win. It was a clear win. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how he's gonna do with the top dogs at 147. I mean, right. it's a stacked division. I mean, I, I don't see him lasting five rounds against uh, Errol Spence, uh, Keith Thurman. Well, I don't know about Keith Thurman, man. Man, come on, He's dude. been out for a while, and... He hey, you know what? That would, be, that would be a good coming back fight for it would. Keith Thurman. It yeah, would. Cause, yeah, because Lopez is yeah, still strong. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a warrior. He's a there, yeah. he, he'll die in the ring, and... and yeah. yeah, but he's he's very susceptible to, to guys that are quick and, and, you know, run circles around. Yeah, and you know what? The thing about him, he doesn't have the best defense in the world. 
So he's he's a warrior man. Like his you chin said. is he goes his in there. <laughs> he throws a lot of punches. He he likes to to mix it up. But I mean, as far as his defense, it's just not all there. And I just see him having a hard time versus the the hard hitters like Spence and and Thurman and, and the guys who can move. Right. All right. So on the undercard, we had uh, Anthony Durrell versus Abraham Hahn. Abraham Hahn uh, is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I like the guy. He's he's very charismatic. He has a gym here in El Paso, like a jiu-jitsu gym, right? right? He's real big into martial arts, uh, and is, obviously he's a boxer. And I'm not gonna knock Han because look, if you if you're a boxer and you made it to where you're on TV, on national TV, and you know you have thousands of fans and you're in an arena and you're fighting a guy who only had one defeat. You, you're a somebody in boxing, right? Yeah. Abraham Hahn, he, he made it, but unfortunately, you could just tell, dude, like, I mean, his, his, he was almost moving like he was in a cage, in an octagon. Like, he, yeah. he's very awkward, yeah, he's doesn't very throw awkward. a lot of straight jabs. He's looking for that one punch, and it was kind of, it was just kind of very sad to see him get beat down for 10 rounds. Yeah, you know what? I thought he was doing too much. Yeah. Like, he was just doing, like, he had too much movement. Like, he kept moving side to side. He had too much movement, but he wasn't, like, putting out as much. So, like, he was moving side to side. He was moving back and forth, moving his head, which is all good. But, like, he just wasn't being effective. So, I felt like he was being ineffective with his, like, energy. Right, output. right. He, he just wasting yeah, it. Yeah, he was wasting energy. And credit to the guy, man. He has a solid, solid chin. Right. I, mean, I don't think he was dropped once, and he was hit. Yeah, he got, he got dropped of, once. He got dropped once? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Was it that time when they were, like, kind of wrestling on the floor? Or? No, no, no. It was a, at the end oh, of, okay. like, round one or two. Oh, yeah. Where Darrell caught him clean, and he was, like, off. It was an off-balance uh, hit, but he, he his glove touched the canvas, oh, okay. and then yeah. they, they did the count. I wasn't there yet. I think yeah. I was just. Uh, oh, you had just yeah, gotten yeah, there, right? I just got in there, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, hats off to, to Abraham Hahn. Um, you know, he's from El Paso. He's a he's a Texas guy. Um but, uh, I, you know, I think he needs to stick to martial arts because this boxing thing ain't working out. But, I mean, naturally, he's a boxer, right? He's just doing martial arts, like, as a side thing? or Yeah, but, but even naturally, like, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. He, he's not a, tech, a very good technical fighter, and he will get killed with somebody. Like, Anthony Durrell, I actually felt... Like he was taking it easy. Yeah, towards the the later rounds, he was yeah. kind of just toying with. There, him. there was there was one uh, round where I was clearly watching, and Darrell could have like uppercut the hell out of him, mm. and he didn't. Like he just saw it and he kind of stepped back yeah, because a, the fight was pretty much over. It yeah. was like round eight or nine. It was only ten rounds. He was up on every scorecard. You know, he was probably like, "Well, what's the point? I don't want the crowd to turn on me." Yeah, or, or I need the rounds. Right. Yeah, I need right. the rounds. I need the yeah. experience. I need the, you know, the, um, uh, the training, mm-hmm. the uh, just sharpen up on my skills yeah. and things like that. But Darrell, man, he's he's up there. He's, uh, you know, he, he's a force to be reckoned with, and and I can't wait till his next fight to see what what's gonna happen because he looked really good. He looked sharp. He looked strong. He's only had one loss to Badu Jack, Which who is, he's tr- pretty good. had a draw with uh, Adonis Stevenson. Yeah, going up in weight. Yeah, he moved up in weight, but um, you know, I, I wonder who Darrell's going to fight next because that, that should be a, a great fight. I mean, the division is stacked. Yeah. The 168, you have a lot of good fighters. You have uh, my favorite, one of my favorite fighters right now in boxing, uh, 
David Benavides. Benavides. Yeah, Benavides. Yeah. He's a he's a big guy. He knows how to <laughs> mix it up. He's a power puncher, and uh, he he puts it all out. So I think he's a number one in the division. And then you have uh, Caleb Plant. Right. Um, you have James DeGale. Um, you have Surdo Ramirez. So I don't I don't know how far how far uh, they're going to go. Rosado. Gabe Rosado. Gabe I think Rosado? Gabe Rosado is like always willing to go up to like. He's at like 160, 168, but I uh, think if yeah, you yeah. give him a good fight at 168, he, right. he'd be willing to you take it. you pay him enough, that dude yeah. will fight anybody. Oh, yeah, that guy's a warrior, man. <laughs> but yeah, 168, I don't know, man. I don't know how Darrell will look. He looked great this this last fight against Olivia But it was Han. Han yeah. yeah, it was Han, so uh, we'll see how he does um, or who who's his opponent for, for his next fight. But it's a tough division, man. And um, I think the, the top two guys in the division, clearly Benavides and, and Ramirez, and that's they're on a collision course. Right. And well, you have Caleb Plant, but um, I don't know. I, I, I have him at, uh, at the third third in the division. Right. And uh, and I'm really proud of myself because on my website, thesweetadvice.com, uh, and you've seen it, right? I wrote yeah. a prediction, and it was like, you could just call me Nostradamus, dude, because ah. I, I <laughs> clearly, didn't, didn't I clearly write exactly the way the fight was going to go. Yeah, you did. I mean, you've clearly, done that like twice. I've done it like two, three times, and, and I, I don't know. I don't get the respect I deserve, right, yeah. from the media from and the media. ESPN and Fox Sports and <laughs> PBS. And, and, and PBS <laughs> with Sesame Street or Sesame what? Sesame Street. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you should guys check out my website. I have all the fight predictions, and um, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, – spot on with with my predictions not that i'm you know the best or anything like that but i, I put a lot of effort into into doing research on these fighters and and what what i think is going to happen and if i don't if you don't see a prediction for a fight that's because i'm i don't want to look stupid and, and and do something and write something that's you know just totally off right. so if i don't feel it then i don't write about it you know yeah. I, i'm not like all these people that write every prediction and then you know half the time you're wrong so I, I mostly go for the ones that I, I, I know um, the fighters and I know what's what's to expect. Uh, all right, so then we have um, Jesse Vargas versus Adrian Broner. Remember that Jesse fight? Var that was a good fight. That man. was an awesome fight, man. That was man. a good fight. It was uh, April 21st uh, in New York on Showtime. It was a 12-round uh, fight. And so what did you think about that? Um, you know what? Honestly, um I think Jesse Vargas did most of the work. I mean, he did what he had to do, but Jesse Vargas, man, he just doesn't have any power. Yeah. He has, like, zero power. Well, not zero power because he's knocked out, I think, Saddam Ali, but you know what happened to Saddam Ali as well. Uh, but that was horrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just got trucked. But um, I think Jesse Vargas, he looked great. I mean, he, he did it, what he had to do, but Adrian Broner just, I mean, he was taking everything and there was flashes here and there where Adrian Broner was just taking over the fight and where you can tell that Jesse Vargas put everything into it and he just, he wouldn't even flinch. Right. And Broner, when he would put it on, on Vargas, he would back him up. But you know what? Vargas also has a, a good chin because Broner, a lot of those punches that he landed on Vargas would have probably knocked somebody out or knocked somebody down. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Vargas himself has a good chin. He has a, a warrior's heart. So, I mean, that's what made it an interesting fight. I think... Um, Vargas might have slightly edged the fight, but I think overall, like as a as a fight itself, um, I think Broner kind of kind of took it not on a round by round basis, but like as of like who won the fight. Right. But on a round by round, I think Vargas slightly, um, but I think Broner looked a little bit better. And if he continues, uh, just you know, training hard, I think 
he could still kind of mix it up. I don't think he'll ever reach the top anymore, but I mean, he's he's a he's a dog in there. So right. So my opinion of, of this is that uh, so the fight ended in a draw. Right. And I think Jesse Vargas uh, should have won. I mm-hmm. think he maybe by a round or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to go back and, and, and look at the, the rounds exactly. Um, but I think Vargas just did way more. He yeah. did. I mean, he out jabbed them. The body shots he was throwing was was crazy. But like you said, he has no power. So it's like if I was, you know, punching a heavyweight, mm-hmm. it's gonna do nothing. Yeah. You know, uh, I have no no power against like a Mike Tyson mm-hmm. or a Lennox Lewis or somebody that it's not gonna do anything. And but it looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, the the body shots oh, that yeah, Vargas was throwing on, on Broner. Yeah. You you would have thought Broner would have been dead. Like his right liver would have exploded inside of his body. His <laughs> kidneys would have been ripped. But it I was doing absolutely that. nothing. It had no power on it. And from what what I took away from the fight is, they both need to stop fighting. Like they're trash. They're both. Vargas is good technically, but he has no power, and he's gonna get he's gonna get viciously knocked out by you know uh, somebody who's on a, on a different level, like a Danny Garcia or. You know, one of those no-look left hooks. Yeah. It's just going to just murder him. I don't know if he'll get knocked out, but I know that he'll probably get hurt really bad. Well, I mean. Because he has a heart and he has a chin, man. So he he I, does I have a chin, but well, okay. But then Broner. He hasn't been put down. Not even Manny Pacquiao put him down. Yeah, but. Mm. He has a good chin. You know, Pacquiao hasn't been the same since, you know, sec- six, yeah. seven years ago. Uh, and Broner, he's just trash, dude. Like, he talks a good mm. game. He's a decent fighter, but he's not. Look, okay, so so let's discuss this. In, in my opinion, there are three kind of boxers. Mm-hmm. So we have your average boxer, right? Somebody who who can get onto the to the big stage. Be even they might even come out on TV like Abraham Hunt, right? He's a boxer. Mm-hmm. He, he he got there right. He's a gatekeeper. Right, right. He's a stepping stone. Yeah, he's a stepping sparring stone. glorified sparring partner. Yeah, right. right? But you're a boxer. You're there. You made it. You're you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not maybe your biggest payday, a million dollars or something like that. Right. And then you have your really good fighters. I mean, really good fighters. The maybe elites. we can even throw Jesse Vargas, Adrian Broner there. Yeah. Well, right. They're, uh, they're there, really good yeah. fighters. Right. But then above that, you have your elite special fighters, the fighters that. The Jesse Vargas and the Adrian Broners and the, and the Hans of the world, you can't touch them. I mean, they're on another level. They, they're just, uh, there's something about them. We don't know what it is. They were born that way, whatever it is. They train it's harder. Like a mix. It's like a mix of like uh, training and like natural ability. Right, right. Yeah. It's just natural. It's natural. And, and they were born to, to be champions. You know, it's just right. something you can't teach. And so... You know, Jesse Vargas, Adrian Broner, all of these other guys, they're not special. They're not elite. They're not there, mm-hmm. right? The thing about this last fight with Broner and Vargas, honestly thought that uh, Broner, like, he didn't give it his all. Like, I think that's the that's the thing with Broner, man. Like, you always, like, Keeping end up question. Yeah, yeah. You always, like, have the question of, like, well, could he do better? Because, right. you know, like, when he was, like, at 135, he was, like, he was a beast, man. And even like at 140, 147, the guy's a little tank. Like he can take a hit. He hits hard. Um, 
But, like, there's always that what if, like, can he do better? And I felt like in the Vargas and, and, and Broner fight, I felt Vargas won, but I feel that Broner ended up leaving the fight with a bigger upside. Right. I don't know. I just feel like he could, if he trains harder, but that's always a question with him, you know, like, well, is he going to give it his all? Like, is he going to be serious in training? Is he going to, like, focus in camp, you know? So, I mean, that's why you can never kind of, like, really trust him. But, I mean, as a fighter, I, f I feel he's a good fighter. It's just that he's too undisciplined. Right. But, I mean. Too wild. Yeah, too wild. He likes to party, you know. He doesn't take things serious. But right, right. But and he's good. He's that's solid. why um, Mayweather kind of disassociated from him because they were, right. they were, like, really good friends. Yeah, they and were. Then, even Mayweather, as as he got older, he got wiser. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it was all about business, about money, and the partying stopped. And and now he's a promoter and all that. But Broner well, I mean, thinks he's still like twelve years old. Well, I know? mean, for Mayweather, I feel like he still parties because he still does. Well, but you know what the thing with Mayweather? Yeah, he's got the money though. <laughs> yeah, he's got the. He goes to the strip clubs. He goes to the clubs. But you know what? He doesn't like drink or do drugs. Right. Like, he's there. Right, right, right. right but right. like he's like you see him, he's drinking water. Or, like, he's just kind of, like, hanging out, like, throwing money, you know? Right, just, just like, for the media, for the cameras. Yeah, exactly. Making sure, like, his guys are having fun. But, like, as far as him, like, he's taking care of himself. Right. So. All right. So, let's move on very quickly to another one that we haven't talked about. Uh, Wilder versus Ortiz. Uh, what do you think about that one? That that was a good fight, too, man. There's been a lot of good fights, yeah. actually. Um, you know what? Um uh, Wilder in that fight proved to me that he definitely wants to unify the division, man. Like the guy was a lot of time, a lot of the times in during the fight, like the guy was getting like outboxed and stuff. He was right. getting hit clean, you know. Like, but he kept coming and coming and coming. He never gave up. Um, and you know, like I don't know what round was it, like the eighth or ninth or what round was it when he got like cracked, like really bad. And, like, he kind of uh, went it was back. Seventh. The seventh. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I think it was. I think it was the. Yeah, was it the seventh? It was seventh or eighth. One of those rounds. But yeah, you know what? He got hit really hard. He weathered the storm. He didn't go down. Right. So I mean, the guy has hard man. And Ortiz is a big. Yeah, Ortiz is a mofo, big guy. Man. A lot of people don't realize that he's that big because Wilder himself God. is like six six. I mean, his neck is bigger than like my stomach. My torso. And I'm fat, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that dude is he's yeah, massive. Big. I mean, yeah, he's massive. And and what people don't understand is Ortiz, he had a a huge amateur background. Oh, like yeah. like all Cubans. Yeah, he comes from the Cubans. All school. Cubans, they're like required. If you don't do amateurs, don't even think about boxing. Right. Like you can't just jump in thinking that you're very athletic. You might be athletic, you might be, you know, super uh, strong and have a good chin, but they won't let you, right? Cuz everything's controlled in Cuba. Like they have mm -hmm. centers where you go and you train, mm -hmm. and if you're not in that center, they will not support you. They, they just right. won't because right. everything is controlled by the coaches, by uh, their their strength and conditioning uh, people, and they won't ju they just won't support you. Um, you can't be like uh, Sergio Martinez at 21 years yeah. old just walking into that a guy gym was special. and, and special just guy. taking it up, you know, because nobody will support you. But uh, Ortiz, I mean, he's I thought. So I, I predicted that Wilder was going to knock out Ortiz in five rounds. I got it on my website. I'm not prediction. lying. And it almost happened. 
It almost he happened. Them, right? like uh, uh, Wilder caught him with a straight right hand like he always does, and Ortiz went down, and he looked dazed, and I was like, yes, my prediction's going to come true. Damn it, I'm amazing. Three, four, three. Right? And then what happens? Ortiz gets up, and not only does he get up, mm-hmm. but he starts boxing again. Yeah. And he and he's showing Wilder like I I'm yeah, I a boxer. I have, I have the technique. I have the technique. I have the yeah. structure. I have the foundation. You're not gonna rattle me. And but then you know Wilder started putting it on. I mean Wilder's a big dude too. He's he's very skinny. He's like a toothpick. Yeah. But he's got that size and that reach. Yeah. And when he extend his oh. extends his right arm with full power, oh. I don't you're care out. who you are. You're out. You're you're, you're out. gonna go down. And and we saw that. Right. We saw it. Um, uh, TKO in the was it the tenth round? Tenth round, yeah. And uh, and Wilder Wilder goes on to win, and so now we're in this whole thing of who would win, Wilder or Anthony Joshua. That's a that's a very good fight. Um, I mean, I'm pretty biased because um, living here in America, you know, even though I'm wearing my Mexico jersey, <laughs> um, I, I I think Wilder will finish him, man. I think he he eventually lands the rights, and he eventually drops Joshua and hurts him bad, and then just finishes him off. You know what? I don't think he knocks him out, but I think the ref steps in and stops the fight. So TKO. Yeah. What round? Late. I early? think that's gonna be a barn burner, man. I think that's gonna be one of those like classics. Tenth, eleventh nah, round. even less. I think that one's gonna go like seven, eight rounds. Seven, eight rounds. Yeah, and they're somebody's gonna, just gonna go get. All out. Yeah, somebody's gonna get knocked. Cause you know, like all the beef that's been like brewing up. Right. Like the, you have the USA versus the UK. You know, you have Wilder like always talking trash. Joshua doesn't really talk trash, but like lately he's been talking trash. Right. Um. You have the whole Eddie. Hearn. I knock him spark out. I knock a spark out. Yeah. <laughs> You have Eddie Hearn, which is a little oh, loudmouth. You yeah. know, he was always talking that. Eddie trash. Hearn is the, the promoter. Yeah, he's yeah. a promoter. Um, honestly, I think Eddie Hearn talks more trash than Anthony Joshua. Right. So he does a trash talking for Anthony Joshua. And he said it himself, you know, like, I'm supposed to be the promoter. I'm the one who promotes the fight. Right. My fighter just stays in the gym and, and he does what he needs to do. Um, but I think um, Wilder knocks him TKO probably like the seventh or eighth round. Um, wow. Joshua, don't get me wrong, man. He he's a very good fighter. Um, he we've seen him against Klitschko. He's gotten up the canvas. He's knocked down uh, his opponent. He knocked out his opponent. But I just feel like he's too stiff. Right. You know, and like uh, a Klitschko. Yeah, like he's just too robotic. He's powerful. Like he has. I don't know if anybody has seen the guy, but go check him out. Anthony Joshua. The guy is like a freaking model. Like he's like six, what six six? He's like super cut. He's big. He's muscular. He's, I mean, he's like a model, pretty face. Um, but he, I think, like all his muscle kind of like um, is gonna play against him because he's like too stiff. He's fundamentally sound. Like he can box. He has power. But I feel like he's just too predictable. I guess. Like he's just he doesn't move too well. Right. But you can say the same thing about Wilder though, because Wilder, I mean, he's uh, he's kind of wild. Yeah, like I he mean, swing like he opens up and very he, unorthodox. Yeah, he's unorthodox, you know. But um, he has that game changer, man. He has that right hand, and I feel like he'll he'll put um, uh, Joshua down. But hey, you never know. Right, Joshua has that power too. So I, I kind of see it like. I mean, it, to me, I I think it I think it's still fifty fifty. I think mm-hmm. it's just it's gonna come down to. 
whoever can land that right hand. Right. Because they're they're both gonna be gunning for it. And they're heavyweights. And they're both yeah. It, it, in a heavyweight fight, yeah, any fighter can anything can yeah. happen. Anything. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, look at Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You know, heavyweight division. You both have power. You both big dudes. Who's faster? Wilder. So who who can probably throw that right hand quicker, with a longer reach? Mm-hmm. Is Wilder. But can he land it? Because he's so wild, and yeah. and Josh was so technical. Yes. Yeah, like a Ortiz, yeah. right? Maybe even well, better than Ortiz. I wouldn't say better. I, I don't. I don't know yet, but. Because Ortiz was like gold medal, right? right? Yeah, Olympic, yeah, Olympic and, and, and stuff like that. But oh, well, so was Joshua. Yeah, yeah, Joshua yeah, yeah. was a gold medal Olympian too, I believe. I mean, well, look how big he is. He yeah, he could have won just with one yeah, hand. That's <laughs> with all the other Olympians. Just going there and just brawl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, look, guys, if you've never seen well, Anthony Wilder. Joshua, Google a picture of him. I mean, the guy is a freak of nature. I mean, he's what six? Guys, yeah, six eight. Six six or something. Six 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 eight something. I mean, he's just massive, massive dude. He's, he's got muscles on top of muscles. I mean, this guy he's is just a, a big beast. Guy. Wilder, he looks like a toothpick, but he's, he's like six nine or six nah, eight. I think they're about the same size, actually. I think yeah, he's like six eight, six I mean, six. Somewhere whatever. Yeah, Anything above of six two, like I can't even see you anymore, right? Because I'm like five eleven or something. Yeah. So I mean, these guys are just massive, right? So. I think it's still 50-50. I'm not going to do my prediction maybe until like a week before the fight. It's not even announced. And, and the fight's not even announced yet, but I heard that Wilder already accepted terms to fight in the UK. That's what I heard. I told you. That's what I heard. My opinion is Wilder shouldn't do that. He should fight in Vegas. That's the only place for a mega fight of that caliber. Mm-hmm. T-Mobile Arena or the MGM Grand Garden Arena, one of those two. But hey, it's you know I, I get it. It's more money, right? More more fans at the stadium, um, and if Wilder wins in the UK, Anthony Joshua could never fight in the UK ever again. He no. he can he cannot oh, dig, well. a, a, not a big fight, not a big fight like that. He's gonna have to come to America. Well, you gotta understand for a rematch at least. You gotta understand depending on how the fight goes too. I mean, if Joshua looks great. Because a lot of the time, boxing fans appreciate even if the fighter loses, but like if he goes out and puts out an effort. Yeah, but if you lose, like. But you put on a. The, record, the, like, the problem with this fight ever happening was the whole UK or USA. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're agreeing, I'm going to go fight in the UK. If I win and you want a rematch, you're going to have to come to, to America. Oh, yeah, definitely. I yeah, mean, I so agree with that, that, that's yeah. that. Oh, yes. And then sure. after that. If you want another big fight, I don't know, man. That you're gonna you're gonna have to go to Vegas or something. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any bigger fight than Wilder and and Joshua. Honestly, I don't see nobody in the horizon. Po- Polev or what's his name or yeah. or Ortiz. You still got Ortiz yeah, in the mix. Yeah, still got Ortiz. Um, yeah. So and and before I forget, uh, Wilder did earn a, a medal in the Olympics too. Yeah, yeah bronze. He, did. he did. The bronze bomber. The bronze bomber. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk about two more very quickly before we switch over. Um, so we have Lomachenko and Linares. Great fights. What do you think? A lot of good fights, right? I feel like I'm saying great fight for everything. Uh, they're all they're, yeah. they're awesome. Uh, Lomachenko, Linares, it was a, it was a good fight. Um, I think Lomachenko, uh, with this fight, he uh, officially uh, goes up to my, well, 
He went up to my number one, but then there was another fight. Uh, he went up Which to my we'll number talk one. About in yeah. a minute. Uh, he went up to my number one in the pound for pound list. I mean, the guy showed grit, determination. He got off the canvas. He knocked out his opponent. He the fight had everything. It had everything that a, uh, a boxing fan wants. Um, it had action. It had knockdowns. It had determination. The guy got off the floor. He came up. Um, but yeah, man, Lomachenko's special. He's he's a special guy. Um, and you know what? The problem with Lomachenko, well. The one thing that I saw about Lomachenko prior to this fight, or what I believe, was that he didn't have any power. You know, like mm-hmm. I kind of saw him going to the fight. He would pity pad and he kind of move around and he would make his opponents quit, which is I think even worse than like knocking somebody out because like that is worse. Yeah, it's demoralizing. Yeah, yeah, because you're like consciously saying like I don't want to fight no more. So that's pretty bad. Uh, but I hadn't seen him knock out somebody since I think like Rocky Martinez with that uppercut. Remember, like right, that? right. Um, he had like made like five opponents quit straight. Um, but this fight, man, like he he went up to a higher weight, knocked out the bigger guy. So the guy can punch. I think. Um, and it was a body shot. Yeah, it was a body shot. I think the way that he's fighting, the way that he fought with Linares, he has to be careful though. Yeah. He's he's uh he's being too aggressive. I feel like he has the tools. To be a great fighter. He's already a great fighter, but I feel he has the tools to where he doesn't need to do that. Like, get into that type of fight. Right. I feel like he went up to 135, and the, the fight was so, like, um, it was like an anticipated fight that um, he felt like he needed to prove a point to the public. But yeah. I feel like he could be a little more cautious because you saw what happened when he got caught with that right hand. Well, he just walked straight yeah, in. Yeah, he walked straight in. And Hands I feel, down, yeah. and boom. Yeah, he was just being too aggressive, man. And I feel like... He needs to be careful because there's some there's some guys going up in weight. I mean, he's not the bigger guy anymore. He's a smaller guy, the more technical, smaller guy. But he and he's getting to be, older too. And he's getting older too, so he has to be careful. He's a great fighter. Um, I just feel that that style of fight that he fought against Linares is not the best style of fighting for him. Right. Even going I up mean, in weight. Going I mean, up in weight. I I think he did it because he needed to prove. To prove a point, okay, I'm yeah. moving up in weight. This guy's a champion. Right. He's super fast. He's got you know, one of the fastest hand speed we, oh, we, yeah. we've ever seen. Um, but he neutralized him. He he did get knocked down, but he got he got back up and he stopped Linares, the champion, yeah, at, at a higher weight at 140. And but what I saw is in, in you know Lomachenko is my number one fighter, favorite fighter right now. But what I saw is he he needs to stay at 140. There's there's no absolutely no way that he can move. Well, that up fight to was at 135. What was it? 135. Yeah, 135. Uh, okay, I, I'm sorry. No, no more than one. Yeah, because I was thinking that he could he could eventually move up to one, as a welterweight, uh, but no, he, he's not gonna. He, he can beat do it. some guys there just based off of skill, but right. the top dogs. No, 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 it's not gonna happen. Not so now what what everybody wants to see is Lomachenko versus Mikey Garcia. Right. And and I, I still think I think Lomachenko can, can beat Mikey Garcia. May, you know, maybe my, my mind will change after Mikey Garcia fights. What? Uh, in okay. two weeks? Yeah. Uh, no, no. He fights in at the end of July. At the end of July. Okay. Robert Easter. So that's another. Robert you know, Easter. they're on a collision course. Right. Lomachenko and uh, uh, Garcia. Right. Right. They right. both just unified. Exactly. And then they're going to unify against each other. And, and Robert Easter's not a joke. I mean, no, he's he's, he's a contender. Well, he's there. Well, he's he's a, a big dude. So depending on how Mikey Garcia looks against Robert Easter, 
then I can start to formulate my prediction on, on who I think is going to win. Right now, I have Lomachenko beating Mikey Garcia, you know, uh, in a 12-rounder. Um, Lomachenko winning maybe, uh, like by four or five rounds on points, mm-hmm. something like that. Because he's just, he's just so fast, man. Like, it's just insane. He runs circles around you. But Mikey Garcia has timing. And, yeah. and we all know timing Time beats speed. speed. I mean, it, it's it, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm just we can't wait. That's the next big fight that, that we're all waiting for. Besides Joshua and Wilder and uh, Triple G and uh, uh, Canelo. Um, so just announced. So we'll see. Ago. Yeah. You know what? I think Mikey Garcia. It, the thing is about Lomachenko. Um, he fought a great fight, but. I mean, I, I know uh, a lot of people are going to be like, ah, you're dumb. But you know what? There was that window when he got knocked down with a right hand, man. And that's, Mikey, yeah, that's, that's Mikey's bread and butter. Right. So, However, I will say this. Lomachenko is super smart. Oh, yeah. And, and, and what is he yeah. going to do? He's going to learn from this mistake. And it's just not going to happen again. He's super determined. Right, like right. Like the guy's I mean, mind training game is regiments on another level. And Not even just his training. His mind game, man. Right. Yeah. So... All right, so the last fight we're going to talk about um, is Crawford versus Horn, and we were actually in Vegas. Hold on, I got to get my um, I got to get my Vegas stuff out here. We were actually in Vegas to actually go witness this fight uh, in it live and in person. So yeah, we were in Vegas. <laughs> Hold on, for those of you who didn't hear it, let's do it again. Let's do it again. We were in Vegas. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we actually went to the MGM Grand to go watch. Uh, we actually went to the weigh-ins first. Yeah, we went to the weigh-ins. And the weigh-ins were also That was the first weigh-in like I've ever been to. Uh, it yeah, was awesome. Too. The energy was good. The Australians were out in full force. Um, people of all, of all kinds were just going. It was open to the public, which was pretty awesome. Um, and you know, it was, it was quicker than I thought it was going to be, but you know, we got to see the fighters, they squared up, uh, horn didn't make weight at first. He had to take off yeah. his underwear and show his little penis. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, did he end up, he ended up making it yeah, after he, that? I think he ended up leaving, uh, and, and then coming, coming back, back and, and making weight. Okay. But we, yeah. we, we were already gone yeah, we after gone. that. Uh, so he ended up making weight. And, uh, so my prediction for the fight was that, um, Crawford, who I believe, we both believe, is a special fighter. He's that elite special yeah, fighter Crawford above everyone else. Special fighter, man. Um, because, you know, he can adjust. He's got a chin. He can brawl. He can box. He can, he can just do it all, right? He's like a mini Sugar Ray Leonard almost kind, kind of guy. And um, so my prediction for the fight, which I didn't, I didn't write about, uh, but I thought that it was going to be a little bit harder for Crawford um, just based on Horn's size and his ability to take a punch. That was a question mark. Right, that was a question mark. Uh, so if you guys ever saw the Horn versus Pacquiao fight, I mean, Pacquiao, he rocked the shit out of him. I mean, it was it was so bad to the point that the ref came and told Horn, like, hey, I'm here for your safety. If you don't show me something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this fight. That was in the ninth, yeah. right? And so after that, you know, Pacquiao kind of just – let up. I guess he thought he was winning the fight, and Horn was fighting kind of dirty, using his head a lot, using elbows, and he and he got the upset. Whatever. So we're still upset about that decision. Um, 
But, but you know what? You know what? In that fight, um, Pacquiao couldn't keep him off, man. He kept right. coming and coming. But he was going in with his head, though. But he couldn't keep him off. Yeah, yeah Pacquiao's a smaller guy. Um, I, don't, I think he might even be smaller than Crawford, but oh, slightly. Yeah, but the old, that shows you that Pacquiao's pretty Yeah, good. He's, yeah he's, he's washed up. He's washed up, and, and it's unfortunate. Either that or it shows you that Crawford is... Yeah. The, I mean, he is... A I mean, I think... I thought... So, okay. So, Crawford... I mean, uh, Horn... You could just tell he was outclassed. From from round one, yeah. he got a couple of shots in that it was like, oh, you know, everybody was, the whole crowd was like, ah. Oh. Well, but audience. it was like one per round, yeah. one or every other round. Right. He was getting a right hand in there. And Crawford was just toying with his ass. Oh, I mean, yeah. from round one. Yeah, from round one, he was toying with them. And, and it was just like, you know what, dude? This is not going to go well. And we had bet we on bet. under nine rounds, under yeah. nine total rounds. And it was uh, round eight where Crawford catches Horn and, and knocks him down. And, uh, you know, the Horn gets up because he's a big guy. He could take a punch. He has heart. He has heart. Uh, I'll give him that. Um, and, uh, you know, the round ends. So then, we, you know, me and Raymond are looking at each other like, God damn it, we can't lose our bet. Come on, Crawford. We and, and we already know earlier. Crawford has a killer instinct. Yeah. And that's what makes him real special. special is that yeah. there's, there's special fighters who know they have you hurt, but they kind of just don't want to risk it. Like Mayweather. Like, like Mayweather um, maybe even like uh, Andre Ward, who didn't really have yeah. a killer instinct. You know, they just kind of box, yeah, you know. they, they want to make sure that they... Right, you, you want to secure the victory. Yeah. But Crawford, he doesn't play those games. I mean, that, this dude, if he sees you hurt, he go goes in you. for the kill. And that's exactly what he did. He's a mean guy in there, man. Yeah. He's a yeah. vicious guy in I there. I mean, he, he don't let the smile fool you. Yeah, right? that guy is pretty vicious. And uh, But so what ends up happening is I thought it was a premature stop. But I'm not complaining because I won my won bet. bet. I won yeah. the bet. I think mm -hmm. Horn wasn't even that hurt. But you could tell that it was not going to end well for him. Yeah, I mean, like he was he was bobbing down, just protecting just himself, going, back. going backwards, and eventually Crawford would have really hurt him. Yeah, eventually. So I think it was a good stoppage, maybe a little bit premature. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, we won the bet, so and, and, and in a way, it's kind of good for Horn because I mean that people think it's a premature stoppage because right. there's going to be talks of like, oh well, he was stopped. The fight was stopped. Right, he was hurt badly with yeah, Pacquiao, was, and they didn't stop yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So there's gonna be that like, uh, oh well, maybe like if it would have gone another two rounds, even though he was getting like outboxed the whole fight. Yeah. Like what would have happened? You know, like he came back against Pacquiao. So. But that, that's but he wasn't getting outclassed, by, by Pacquiao. Oh no. The he, way Crawford was doing it. So nah. the ref sees all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, okay, since like round no one. Yeah. He had yeah. No since chance. round one, dude, you had no chance. Like, okay, now we're just going to stop it now because yeah. it, this is embarrassing for you, you know, so. Yeah, and it kind of saves, like I said, like it kind of like saves his career in a way because one, the fight gets stopped and people maybe say like it was fight prematurely. And then two, like he has a, a like a better opportunity to land a bigger fight or not a bigger fight, but like another big name fight, you know, because the fight was quote unquote stopped prematurely. So Right. And he wasn't knocked down. Well, out. So. Yep. All right, so before we switch over, um, what is the one fight you are most looking forward to going going on forward? That's been made or that's... Well, no, it doesn't even have to have been made. Just what, what fight do you want to see the most? 
Well, honestly, the one that I want to see the most has already been made. Um, and it was just announced two days ago. I'm a big Canelo fan. Uh, so I'm excited, man, for the GGG Canelo fight. The reason for that is because there's a lot vamos of bad blood. Vamos, Canelo. Uh, vamos. <laughs> <laughs> there's bad blood, you know? Yeah. And um, that just makes for the for the fight to be even more exciting. I think that one for me is, is a bigger deal than even the Joshua Wilder. Um, the reason, like I said, it, it's it's a, a bad blood bad blood fight. You have Canelo coming out. He's probably going to try to prove a point. You have GGG, you know, like trying to maintain uh, his status as a top uh, super middleweight. Oh, well, middleweight. Um, so and, and you have Abel Sanchez, you know, always talking that trash. And, and you know Canelo, uh, he has, he's a prideful guy. Right. You could well, just all tell, Mexicans yeah, are prideful. Yeah, he's a, he's a prideful guy. You could just kind of tell, you know, like um, he, he, uh, he takes his sport very serious and, uh, and, I mean, I still don't think he, he did the whole me thing uh, purposefully. Clenbuterol? Clenbuterol. Clenello Alvaroid? Clenello Alvaroid. Jesus. Yeah, I, I feel like those insults by uh, Golovkin and Abel Sanchez really got to him, and I feel like he's going to come out with uh, with vengeance, man. So. All right, so look, we're, we're obviously we're going to have to do uh, a whole episode dedicated to Triple G, Canelo. Right. Uh, maybe, you know, a couple weeks before the fight. Uh, I have a whole conspiracy theory. You, you know, we already talked about yeah, this. I on on Canelo. I think... I think he got caught. I think he... Look, when you're at that status and that level, you can't be that stupid. Like, you know, okay, it's, it's happened in the past, right? Other fighters have been caught with Wimbuterol... Um, they've been stripped of their titles and things like that coming from Mexico. Well, you know what? Eric Morales, he uh, got caught with Clembudero and he still fought Danny Garcia. And Danny uh, Garcia knocked him out. Yeah. <laughs> but then, they but, let him but fight. Morales was like 85 years old, dude. Come hey, on, but they man. Let him, hey, no, hey. no, no. Yeah, they, they, they let, let him fight, fight because so they knew Garcia was like overwhelming the favorite. He's not going to lose. But look, we'll, we'll talk about all that later. We'll, we'll discuss my conspiracy theory yeah. on on Canelo and and the uh, uh, the W was it WBC or WBO? Mm. That he, the the ones the Mexicans control. WBC. The WBC. I I don't know. I, I think they're all in cahoots with each other and they have a big ma. It's a big mafia. I mean, it, you know. But but maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I think you are it's wrong. just my conspiracy theory that uh, you know. We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, so, anything else on boxing that you want to discuss before uh, we move on? No, nah, man. There's just a lot of good fights. I'm looking forward to that Garcia Easter fight. Easter is a That's tall a guy. Fight. He's a rangy guy. I mean, a lot of people have Garcia as a favorite, but Easter. I mean, he's a light problems. dog. Yeah. yeah. So, um, who else? Who else is coming up? Um, the Charlo twins. I don't know, man. Charlo. Yeah, you know, I had a. I told you right. I had an encounter with one of the Charlos. Yeah, and uh, well, I took a he, he got kind of mad with me, but <laughs> with me, dude. Yeah, he was getting he was pretty aggressive that yeah. well that same night that you had that encounter. I took a picture with him. And, yeah. Uh, so if you guys don't know who the Charlos are, the Charlo could. brothers, they're from Houston, uh, my hometown, but now they live what in L.A. or something like that because they they claimed that Houston wasn't uh, well, promoting them, them enough or something like that. It's like, dude. Maybe you didn't put yourself out there enough. I don't know. I could be well, wrong. I think one of them lives in L.A. Uh, I don't know about Jermel? the other one. Jermel? Jermel, the smaller I think it's one. Jermel, the welterweight. 
right? No, the super welterweight. Super welterweight. Uh, um, but anyway, I was trying to, I was trying to video him, you know, do a conversation video with him in the tunnel of the Don Haskins Center, and he kind of just basically told me to get the hell out of there. So, yeah. um, but anyway. All right, so now we're going to be switching over to 2018, 2018 FIFA World Cup. Hold on, hold on, here we go. Uh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going we're gonna to try to get through this very quickly because um, we're running out of time. We have a game to watch. And we have a game to watch. Spain versus, versus Portugal, Portugal is about to, about to come on. So um, uh, we're going to get this very, very quickly. So let me, let me just explain to you know, this to people who don't understand soccer, who don't like soccer. Um, you know, it's been said that March Madness, right? Uh, the NCAAC. NCAA. I was going to say NCAA. I was going to say NCAAC. NCAA yeah. <laughs> uh, March Madness, uh, college basketball, they said is the greatest tournament, you know, in the world because you give the underdog a chance to, to become a Cinderella team. And, and I get all that. March Madness is pretty cool. It's great. It's awesome. But let me tell you about the World Cup. The World Cup is four years in the making, right? There is no other tournament, there's no other sport where it takes four years to prepare for one tournament and everything matters. Your rankings, your wins and losses, your goal differential, uh, your division, everything matters. So as soon as this World Cup ends, the new cycle for the new World Cup begins and every win matters. And that's exactly why the United States of America did not freaking qualify because they did not put effort into the qualifications. They didn't put effort into scoring goals, into coming together to beat teams like freaking Trinidad and Tobago that nobody even knows has a team. I mean, this is insane. This is the, you know, the superpower of the world. You can't put a team together to beat Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, it's just kind of sad. But uh, what I'm trying to say here is you know, four years in the making, your ranking determines who you're going to play, right? So two to three years from now, teams are going to be playing like like uh, Brazil, Argentina, Spain, uh, the powerhouses, England. Your ranking determines who you're going to play. Wait, so I thought the FIFA was random, though, the, the picking for the groups. No, no, it is random. However... If you're ranked number one through eight, yeah, you can't. Play, you cannot. You, can you, you will not be in the same group oh. as anybody from one through eight, and oh, that's why okay. it, it matters okay. so much okay. because Brazil will never end up playing Germany, Argentina, Argentina in the Argentina, in the yeah. first round. The same group, they're never going to be in the same group, right? That's that's why it matters because if you don't want to end up playing, you know, two or three powerhouses at a time, you have to be ranked one through eight, and it takes three to four years to to get that ranking, ranking up, up, you know? However, it's not just about rankings, because look at Chile. Chile yeah. is one of the greatest teams we've ever seen in the last, what, 30 years, and they did not qualify for the cup because they couldn't get it together. They couldn't, you know, take it seriously enough to when they were coming together to play South American teams to qualify, uh, and they, they didn't qualify. You know, it's kind of sad because we really wanted to see that team. I mean, but you also have to take into consideration the then they're in the Conmebol, right? Right. Uh, South that's America. A, that's a hard. That's a hard qualifier right there, man. You right. Know, like the the divisions loaded with teams, man. Because you have what? You have Brazil. You have Argentina. You have Uruguay. Those three teams by themselves, 
like they have some chances. Colombia? You have Colombia. But Colombia, like, they're not like uh, nobody's picking them to win the World Cup. Brazil and Argentina, a lot of people are picking them. I would Uruguay, say, I would say Colombia's a dark far. horse, though. Yeah. No, sort of really a dark good. horse. Yeah, they're really good. So you have them, and then you have Peru coming out of the shadows for like 30 years or something like that you know <laughs> from the from the inca empire from the inca empire to make the world cup <laughs> from machu picchu, from machu all, the, picchu all the way the down to russia machu picchu. yeah dude um you have uh who else do you have you have chile right you have uh well, venezuela you have bolivia, uh, bolivia. well those uh, argentina but for sure uruguay paraguay because how many teams go to the world cup from the conmebol because you have right now, you have Argentina, you have Brazil, you have Uruguay, you have Colombia. Peru. And Peru. Five. I think it's right? five. But yeah. you see those five teams are solid. And then you still have like teams that are, didn't make it, like Chile, that are still solid. Right. That would have easily taken the place of another team. Well, it should have been Chile instead of Peru. Yeah. That's what it should have been. But, I mean, Peru hasn't, like I, I told you the last time, Peru, they're, they haven't lost like in a uh, while they man. look they look solid they look so those solid, peruvians man. can run for days dude i mean those little inca dudes yeah they don't get tired well, they're not all small but i mean well compared to like the germans and the yeah. they're all the, the english you know yeah. i mean this, these are like small little inca dudes yeah. right um but anyway all right so so who are the favorites the favorites are obviously brazil germany uh and then you have argentina France, Spain, and Spain, or or was it Spain and France? It, yeah, it, it well, doesn't yeah, really they're, matter. They're all favorites. Yeah, so so th those five, right? Those are those are the betting favorites. When we were in Vegas, I was looking at the uh, the papers and the charts uh, of who were the betting favorites, and it was it, every casino was a little different, but most had Brazil or Germany number one and number two. Uh, to to be yeah, the favorite, they, they actually had the same odds. Right, six S to one. Six, or something. no, uh, seven two, something seven for every but two. They both were like yeah. the same. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, my pick for the World Cup is Brazil. Why? Because Brazil has uh, young talent, but this young talent is incredible. I mean, you have Neymar, who's still very young, right? The biggest superstar in the world right now, probably besides. Messi and Ronaldo. But you, but you didn't rank them top five, remember? What? Remember when I asked you? But but he's a superstar. What I'm saying is... Yeah, but it doesn't matter if you're a superstar. I, can he play? I think he can play. I, I put him top three players in the world. David, he said he was in a top three player. I don't think he's a top three player, but... You didn't even think he was a top five player. Probably not, but when you... By himself, no. Like a PSG or something, no. When you put him on a Brazil squad... He is probably like number two in the world, but behind Messi probably, right? Or, or Ronaldo. The team yeah. Awesome. When you put him on, when, when I could play on Brazil squad and I would be awesome, like because the team would carry me, right? Yeah, like I just sit there and you know in the middle of the field and and just try to kick a ball or something, you know. Once I get tired, but Brazil is Brazil, man. Yeah. They have Coutinho, Firmino, William. Marcelo, Neymar, I mean, every player I just mentioned are top-level players in yeah. the world, the top clubs in the world, and these guys are merciless. They're ruthless. They're fast. I mean, they're, they're the fastest players in the world. Not only that, man, they're, like, creative. They're, and and they could stop on a dime. They're skilled. It's insane. I think that's the thing with the Brazilians, man. I think it's not so – they're very athletic, but I think it's more of the – 
creativity, you know? Like, they're not so, they're, like, you don't know what they're going to do. Right. Like, they'll stop. They'll, like, yeah. move to they the They right create the on the left. fly. Yeah, they create, like, Everything's like created that. on the boom, fly. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. As opposed to Germany. They're very structured. Who is number two, ranked number two. They are, they're a machine. They're, they're wow, a mechanical machine. machine that is organized. It's structured. These dudes are, are very big, strong, athletic, and everything is calculated, mm-hmm. right? And they play like you. I mean, it's beautiful the way they play, well, right? I wouldn't say it's, I, I wouldn't say it's well, beautiful. It, they're just very Okay, but, but it's like a boxer, right? Yeah. If you look at they're a boxer who's very sound. structured, yeah. it's beautiful to watch. But when you get a guy who's very unorthodox and can throw punches from different angles it's, it's very it's also beautiful but it's very interesting, interesting. Yeah. and you say well who's gonna who's gonna win the the guy who has uh, a lot of experience is very structured or the guy who can throw punches from all different angles and you never know what's gonna happen yeah. right like a Lomachenko yeah. right or versus a Mikey Garcia yeah right that's that's what we have here with yeah. Brazil and Germany yeah, um, so both teams are powerhouses. Both teams are going to bring it. Both teams are going to win at least one game, like 7-0, right, in their groups. Um, Not against this team. So, sure. so we'll see. Argentina is another team. Uh, Argentina is, oof. They have always, 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 always. You look at their roster. I mean, you could make a case that their roster is better than Brazil's. Right, just based on the names, based on experience, play by play, um, but they, for some reason, they can never, ever, ever bring it together. Just like Spain, Spain always has an amazing team, but they can never bring it together. They always choke. Well, they brought it together two World Cups ago. Right, but it, it was what, like twenty years in the making. Those guys had been playing with each other for like fifteen years until finally they won a World Cup. This Spanish Cup, man. This Spanish team. They're solid, man. They're solid, but... They're a solid team. I'm they were solid right last World Cup, too. Didn't they beat our Argentina 4-1 in a friendly? Like, oh, yeah, but I don't ago? think it was like... You know, you're Messi. always missing players. And it's not World Cup level. It's no, not no, those like, were World Cup level games. Because these are the like, teams that They weren't were like, qualifiers. No, they weren't qualifiers. They were friendlies, but they were World Cup level games because they were trying to prepare like the squad that they have. <laughs> That was gonna go to the World Cup, right? So that they were trying to play like all their stars. So for sure they had their stars in there because I know Messi played. But I think they took him out after like thirty minutes yeah, or something. Yeah, like probably. That. But or what? It's it, but it's different, dude. It's different when you're talking about a friendly qualifier and a World Cup game. Right. Yeah. I mean, you go all out. This is four years you've been waiting for this, mm-hmm. and then for a lot of guys who are playing soccer and this is like their third World Cup. It's this is it. This is they have no more chances. Messi, this is probably his last World Cup. Ronaldo, this is definitely his last World Cup. Um, players like um, uh, a lot of players from Argentina, it's it's their last World Cup because they've been doing it for so long. Spain, same thing. Um, so, you know, I think Ronaldo is going to bring it hardcore. I th- he knows this is his last chance. And Messi, too. Messi's going to bring it hardcore. They're going to go head-to-head if they ever play. It's going to be like Real Madrid versus Barcelona, the way we see it every Pretty single much. year. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be, you know, even if you don't like soccer, if, if you know, these two teams play, it, you have to watch it. It would be magical, right? Brazil versus... 
uh, Spain, Brazil versus anybody is always magical, you know? So um, who do you have as your dark horse? And we had a debate on what is a, a dark horse, right? But who do you think out of the, the, the teams that we did not name, who do you think has a shot to make it maybe even to the final? To the final, wow. Like, like it's like a Cinderella team. They have yeah. decent players, and, and they have a shot. Well, it's a couple, man. I mean, you have uh, Belgium. They have Belgium, solid, yeah. solid players. They have uh, Lukaku, De Bruyne. They have uh, Hazard. Uh, and Big Bird. <laughs> they, have, they have a couple of players. Uh, Fellaini. Fellaini is Big Fellani. Bird. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, well, yeah, they just have a solid squad. You have uh, England. Uh, they have a, a, a good crop of solid players, too. Um, young, uh, you have a young squad. So, I mean, uh, they could maybe possibly crack the top four, maybe. I don't think they'll go all the way. Maybe top eight. Right. Um, you have, uh, who else? Um Uruguay, Uruguay has a, a young young team. You know they have a good good forwards, um, and then you have uh, wow, who else? Who else? I want to say Mexico, but <laughs> I don't want to be so biased. But I know Mexico has a solid squad. The thing is with Mexico, they're in a very very difficult group. So and even if they make it out of the group stage, they're gonna have like a difficult uh, opponent uh, for the round of sixteen. So. I don't know if Mexico will make it this far. I'm hoping they do, and I'm confident that they will. But uh, So me and you have constant debates about yeah. Mexico, right? I, you know, I'm a big U.S. fan, and, and I'm very heartbroken that the United States is not, not in, the, in this World Cup. Um, and, and it angers me every time I think about it that they're not in. So, you know, being Mexican-American, my next team has to be Mexico. Like, I have to root for Mexico even though sometimes I root more for Brazil than I root for Mexico because growing up, like, everybody roots for Brazil. Like, it's just everyone wants to be on the Brazilian national team. As yeah. a kid, that's who you look up to. Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. I mean, all the, the trophies that they have. Um, but I'm a Mexican, and I have to, I have to root for, for my Mexican people. But what I don't like is the fans. The Mexican fans, dude, they, they're so delusional. They're like cowboy fans. And we've already had this discussion, right? Like, right. you know, you, you, you're more calm about it. You're more cerebral about discussing what's going to happen. But most Mexican fans, you'll ask them, ah, we're going to win the World Cup. Ah, it's like, shut your mouth. Like, you're stupid. But look, Stop. Be and I know, I know what, what it's, it's the World Cup. You should say that your team's going to win the World Cup. That's that's what you should be doing, right? I get it, but when we're having a, a just a decent conversation and, and, and we're one on one, you know, you know that you're probably not going to beat Germany in the first game. I, I think Germany's going to win at least two or three zero. I hope they don't. I hope they don't because I'm Mexican. I'm rooting for Mexico, but let's let's be, you know, honest about this. The Germans are a powerhouse. Mexico brings it during the World Cup. They do. Every World Cup, they bring it. I don't know that this team, this coach, they have it in them to, to beat Germany. And the thing about the Mexicans is they get demoralized. Once they get beat, I mean, you could just see it. The fans, yeah. they start rooting for other teams and shit. Like, what the hell? 
you know, the, even the Mexican players, they look all down and everything. Yeah. And that's a problem, mm -hmm. you know. So what's going to happen if Germany, like, destroys Mexico? Are they even going to get out of the group? I mean, that's a question mark that we have. That is a question, yeah, because it's a difficult group. All right, so now I'll let you, because you're the big Mexico fan, I'll let you, well, last word. Well, you know what? The thing is, I'm not going to be a delusional Mexico fan, but the thing is, if you're in, you're in the World Cup, if you're not in it to win it, well, then why the hell are you in it? So when you ask the fans, like, right, hey, right, who do you think is going to win the World Cup? Of course I'm going to say Mexico, man. Like, I'm not going to tell you, hey, I think Mexico is going to lose. No, I'm going to tell you all the time I think Mexico has a chance to win. And the reason I say that is because I believe that they have, like, a solid core of players. They really do. They have a, they have a decent midfield. They have decent forwards. The defense is a little shaky. The goalie is 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 decent. So I mean, if they just have to bring it together, the problem with Mexico is they just don't play collectively. Um, but if they could just get everything running and, and going and and uh, play collectively, I think they're a force to reckon with. As far as the first game with Germany, um, like I've told you before, I think, I mean, call me delusional, but I think it's gonna be a draw. I don't have Mexico winning because, I mean, it's Germany, but I do see it as a 2-2 draw, so I'm going to put that on record. 2-2? Two, 2-2 two. Two, two draw, Jesus. yeah. Jesus. With, wow. with Germany, like, pressing hard. like and just With Germany coming back 0-2 <laughs> <O2 laughs> to tie it? <laughs> to tie it. <laughs> Get the hell out yeah, of here. Yeah, so I have, I have Germany, Mexico, 2-2 two, two in the first game. Mexico always shows up for the World Cup. They always exit the group stage, so, I mean. Okay. Hopefully they right. exit this group. Because it's a difficult group. But even then, um, if they exit the group, I know the first place of the group plays the, the second place of the group that's next to them or something like that. Right. And the group that's next to them, their first place plays the second seed for the group that Mexico's in. So a lot of people say Germany's going to go first, Mexico's going to go second. So if that's the case, Mexico goes second, they're going to play the first seed for, I don't know what group it is, but Brazil's in that group. and. <laughs> Chances are high that yeah, Brazil's gonna take not, the group. It's not looking good, man. Yeah, so I mean, they but have but a, okay, but look, here's the thing: if you're saying they're gonna draw two two, they're gonna score two on Germany, on Germany, and they're gonna draw. They're gonna come away with a point. Yeah, one point. Then, then if if that happens, let's just say that does happen on Sunday. Then, then I am forced to say that I think Mexico can win the World Cup because Germany is the betting favorite. Right, they're the powerhouse. They're the ones that that are supposed to repeat. There's something that nobody's done in like 50 years or something like that. Right. right. So if they if Mexico can do that, then yes, they have a chance to win the World Cup. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But I I can't say that right now because I don't even think they can beat like France. I don't think they can beat uh, not even England. I don't even think they can beat England, man, because England's squad and France's squad, they're so young and so talented and so fast. Skillful. And skillful. Athletic. I mean, they all play in the Premier League uh, or, or the La Liga or the Bundesliga, and it's you know it's just hard. It's going to be hard, man. But vamos, Mexico. Let's, let's, let's root let's for, for Mexico. Mexico, all my Mexican let's fans go. out there. Um, you know, all my USA fans, we have the cup for 2026. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be it's gonna be freaking awesome. I want to go to a game in New York, Toronto, Mexico City, Mexico Monterrey, City. Uh, even somewhere like uh, Santa Clara or, or in Atlanta, the new stadium they have. It's gonna be amazing, dude. So how do you feel about that? Because I was reading a lot of the feedback from uh, the cities that they chose, and I know like a lot of it is business now. 
So, I mean, of course, you're going to place a lot of the games in, in the USA, but a lot of people are complaining because, like, honestly, like, when you compare Mexico and the USA in terms of, like, soccer fever right. and the fans and, like, the history of the sport, Mexico by far, by far, like, beats out USA in terms of, like, fans and, and like, the history of the sport and everything. So, well, I, just feel, I just feel like they, they kind of uh, um, gave uh, Mexico kind of, like, the... The bad end of the stick. Because I think there's only, like, three cities in, like, ten games. Canada gets, like, ten games. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing, dude. First of all, it was going to be just the U.S. Right. Bidding. And I think – and I'm, I'm actually kind of mad because I think we could have won the bid alone. Right? Mm-hmm. We, there was no way Morocco was going to beat the USA any anytime. Right? But because they switched the format from 32 teams 48. to 48 teams – you need a lot more cities, a lot more stadiums, a lot more hotels, a lot more airports. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. did Mexico a favor uh. and Canada a favor by allowing them, like, hey, let's do a joint World Cup. Because by yourself, Mexico, you're not going to get it. You're not going to beat us out of it. Canada, you have no shot in hell. You're like our stepbrother. You're not going to get it, so let's do it together. Okay, wh- why, do you, why do you say, though, Mexico has no chance in beating the USA? Because they have the stadium. Because, we, we the, first of all, we had been bidding for a long time. Right. We, we didn't we didn't get the last one, right. and it was our turn to get it. So mm-hmm. if Mexico would have tried. It was North America's turn. North America. Because last time you guys got it in 94. Well, the USA got it in 94. Right. So but what? but the way things are going, like I think, I think a lot has to do with the cartel wars. Well, yeah, and all that stuff. Mexico there. did not have a chance. That, that's why itself. Mexico didn't even bid. Right. Why hasn't Mexico bid in in 12, 15 years? Because things are not really good. You know, they got to clean it up, and once they clean it up, they can get it again. Um, but I think the USA did Mexico a favor, and I think I think Mexi- having Mexico helped the USA out too. Yeah. Because definitely. the opening game is going to be in Azteca. Oh, that's the, the opening, opening ceremony, the opening game is going to be in Azteca. That's a, that's and the a, closing is going to be in New York, which I think is fitting. Well, the World Cup's going to be in New York? The, 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 the final. final. The it's final game be, will be at said. MetLife Stadium. Yeah, They've already said it. They've already said it. So wow. opening is in Azteca, and the closing is in New York. So I think it's fitting. I, I, think, I think it's a good balance. And in between, you have Houston, you have Dallas. I'm surprised they didn't have Phoenix. Yeah, I'm Phoenix, very surprised, right? Because right? that, that yeah. stadium would be completely sold out. Even if it was Iran versus Nigeria, you know, it would be completely sold out. That's it doesn't right. matter. For, uh, when I bought this jersey, I actually went to go see Uruguay in Mexico in Phoenix. Right. The stadium was banging. Dude. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's a World Cup game. People will be there, especially in America because Americans travel. Mm-hmm. Australians travel, Germans travel, the French travel, the English. and the English travel, and Americans travel. That, that's the people who travel the most. You'll see that anywhere you go in the world, you see those people there. And, and to, to not have the USA in this World Cup really hurt the World Cup because less people are traveling. And then, I, but I don't know, because there was a big, you know, the big issue with Russia and USA. So, I don't know. They advised a lot of USA conspiracy. people to not go. Uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. The USA yeah. is not in the World On Cup. On the next edition of the World <laughs> Cup. And what did you think about that uh, opening game? I think it was wow, Russia, man. Did they just dude, it's Saudi Arabia, scene? bro. Saudi Arabia. Dude, it was. Dude, did you know that the rankings? If you look at Saudi Arabia's ranking and Russia's ranking, they, they were, were like, higher. They were like literally like twenty nine and thirty, and yeah. Russia was like thirty. Yeah. And they beat out Saudi Arabia five, five zero. zero. Yeah. That's a statement. I, I think Russia's a, a so, it, 
Not they're, even solid. They're playing at they're home. And you, know, and you know the Russians yeah. have they're, a they're lot playing, of pride. Adrenaline's and, pumping. It's, you're at home. Yeah, exactly. So. And I, I think it really helped them to play Saudi Arabia in the first game because now they have experience. Mm-hmm. They have five goals behind them. and Vladimir put it in the stands. Yeah. I, I mean, the way Uruguay played today was horrible, man. They barely won, right? Horrible, horrible, horrible. Like, I think Russia can give Uruguay a run for their money. And, and so we'll, we'll just have to see what happens, man. So, all right, well, then that's it for today. And uh, next Friday, we might have another, another World, World Cup, Cup edition, edition. man, because there's going to be a lot of games. And uh, we're really looking forward to Spain and Portugal right, uh, at noon today. So we'll, we'll come back and talk about that. We'll talk about Mexico, Germany. Uh, we'll talk about Brazil. We'll talk about France. We'll talk about England, all the front runners, Belgium. Um, and we'll see. We'll see where we go. So um, I'll give you the last word, Raymond. Anything about the World Cup? Uh, let's go Mexico <laughs> this Sunday. Okay. Two, two. Something that has uh, <laughs> the real substance behind it. <laughs> nah, no. man. I'm just looking forward to the games, man. Hopefully, it's a good World Cup, and uh, I'm excited. Um, even though, it, even if Mexico doesn't do good, I'm still excited. Even if they get eliminated, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, it's the a World, World Cup, Cup only happens once. Uh, every four years so i mean it's it's an event so i'm excited man all right so uh that's it raymond that's That's it it. for today and uh thank you for joining us on another episode of the sweet advice podcast we're going to be coming to you with some more boxing some more world cup and we're going to have some more interviews um i know we've been slacking a little bit but uh we're coming uh this summer hardcore for you guys and we're going to have a lot of stuff coming for you Uh, so see you guys next time